It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. Monday through Friday. We are here for you. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, and I know you were hoping to get Sam Jam Packard's post-game take on Terry Tito Rozier's triple-double. Unfortunately, Sam is not feeling well. So it's just me, John Corrales. Follow me, if you haven't, on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. Follow the show on Twitter at Rainin, no G, Rainin underscore J's, J-S, no apostrophe, because that doesn't make sense on Twitter. Follow us on social media. Today, we're talking about the Celtics' big 30-point win over the New York Knicks, their biggest win of the season, a very comfortable, slow, plotting, increase your lead gradually, and then put a team away at the end blowout kind of win that we don't normally see but we saw like I said Tito had a triple double Al Horford was playing point guard Marcus Morris fell on his hip uh, and there should have been a foul call there I'll talk about that in a minute Jalen Brown a nice contribution and Greg Monroe is getting bought out in Phoenix and of course now Boston is being mentioned I'm going to talk about all of that And it's all going to be brought to you by two sponsors today. Our friend Jason Manganiello, who is celebrating a win with us because he's a Celtics fan. He's also a great real real estate agent, and he is going to help you buy or sell a house in that Boston area, the greater Boston area. We'll talk about him in a minute. Thanks to Jason for uh, sponsoring the show. And also my bookie, because it's almost Super Bowl time. The big game is here. And my bookie has deals for you to get those bets in on all sorts of things. So mybookie.ag, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. So, of course, we've got to start with Terry Rozier in the starting lineup because the Celtics were banged up. Had to play a bunch of minutes. He played 32 minutes because Kyrie Irving was out with a, basically took a knee to the thigh. So he missed the game. Uh, no Shane Larkin, and so the Celtics got kind of weird with it. But part of it was Terry Rozier running the show, and man, did he run the show. 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3, 17 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, 
Those two numbers, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, both career highs for Mr. Tito, three sticks. Also, on top of that, two steals, two blocks, and guess who had Terry on draft Wednesday? Me. So that was exciting because he put up some monster numbers. So just exciting to see a guy come out in his first start and just take control like he did. I mean, he just was probing at the right times. He was he was rebounding like a crazy guy. I mean, he was just doing everything. He was hot for a stretch. His second quarter was not great, but aside from that, he was he was shooting lights out early on, scored 11 points in the first quarter. He distributed obviously a couple of those assists were a little bit generous, but that happens in today's NBA all over the place. So, uh, and like I said, the rebounding, of course, Terry Rozier, just an all-out monster, and nice to see. And some people, and I'll get to the tweets later on. Some people have suggested that maybe this means Marcus Smart is expendable. I'm not ready to go there just yet because I'll give you the one stat that should keep you from going there just yet. Terry Rozier is one of two people to ever get a triple-double in their first start. The other, I'll give you a second, if you don't know it, it's not a name you will ever, ever, ever guess if you don't know it, if you didn't see it on Twitter. Tony Roten is the only other person in NBA history to get a triple-double in his first start. So, I love what Terry did on the floor, but... Uh, not about to be giving him any long-term deals or have him be replacing anybody anytime soon because Tony Roten did not have the biggest, best career out there. But still, it's nice to see that an option exists that a guy can go and step in in that role. Of course... The other caveat is it was the Knicks. So let's not go too crazy about blowing out the Knicks. And I know that we owed them one, but it's still blowing out the Knicks and having Terry Rozier have a huge game against the Knicks. It's nice, and I'm not trying to downplay it too much. I'm just saying that the Knicks kind of were complicit in this whole thing because they can kind of suck from time to time. So, uh, but again, I do not want to diminish Terry Rozier's accomplishment. A triple-double, the first triple-double, as he said after the game, that he's ever had. And just a very nice night for Terry Rozier. And I wish I could get Sam Packer to gush for 10 minutes here, but... There's he's not here, so uh, that's it. That's all you're gonna get. Sorry, I gotta give some love to Al Horford too because there were some weird lineups in this game. There were a couple of spots where Brad Stevens threw Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Shimmy Ojale, and Abdel Nader on the floor. Okay, that's let me just say that one more time so you can grasp this that the Celtics had a 30 point win in which uh 
this lineup of Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Shemi Ojale, and Abdel Nader took the floor. And then later on, Al Horford, Aaron Baines, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Abdel Nader. So two separate lineups that did not include a single guard necessarily. I guess you can call Nader a guard, maybe, but he's he's a wing. And each time they ran the offense through Al Horford. Al Horford brought the ball up, which it's without any pressure, which I kind of called the Knicks out on Twitter about. Did I say that right? I don't care. I have no idea what the Knicks were thinking, not putting some pressure on Al Horford, bringing the ball up, like some token pressure, a little bit. I was shocked by that. You've got the biggest guy on the floor, basically the Celtics center, bringing the ball up and initiating the offense with no one there to make his life difficult. Maybe if I was the coach of the other team, I would have at least had some pressure on there. Somebody, a guard, go up, get the ball out of his hands, rotate back. You guys can switch. There's a way to do it. You know, you don't have to have Enos Cantor going up and picking up full court. There's a way to do it. But, hey, thank you for not because that just let Al Horford comfortably walk the ball up or jog the ball up and become point Horford, and that was kind of fun. Uh, He had most of his damage done in the first half because in the second half he only played like six minutes but in the first half uh, 7.7 rebounds five assists and for the game he had 14 points nine rebounds five assists so scored a few points in that second half but wasn't really passing much and did get a couple of rebounds the second half He, like I said, only played six and a half minutes, hit three or four shots early, and then they didn't need him anymore. They just brought in the bench, and the Knicks just forgot how to put the ball in the hoop, and there was no Beasley going crazy and killing the Celtics in this one because the Celtics in the second half outscored the Knicks 53 to 28. 53 to 28. They outscored the Knicks. That's bad. 22 to 8 in the fourth quarter. The Knicks went like eight minutes without scoring a basket. Uh, They just, they can really, really suck sometimes. They can just be really bad. And tonight they were really bad. You know, I just don't think. Kristaps Porzingis is really interested in playing the Celtics anymore because he has struggled in every way with these guys, with playing these guys. 16 points tonight, which is okay, but not on 39% shooting and 20% from three. So just they – and usually it's like Marcus Smart doing weird things to fluster him. This the Celtics, and this goes back to Al Horford giving Al Horford credit. That they did a good job, and Horford did a good job, and whomever was covering Porzingis did a good job 
of just keeping him uncomfortable and not letting him beat you. And Enos Cantor came the closest. He had 17 points and 17 rebounds. And there was a stretch where I wrote a note in the third quarter that Cantor was killing us. And I thought for a second that this was going to be one of those, oh, boy, here we go. Here comes Enos coming in. Actually, it was the second quarter. Here comes Enos Cantor to keep this this close. And then it just kind of all went away. Uh, the Celtics had a five-point halftime lead, and then they just blew it open in the second half. But Al Horford was the guy, and I was super, super impressed. And there are people who look just at his shooting in that first quarter, or the first half, and were just like, take it easy. But this guy was running the point. He was initiating the offense. He was defending. He was passing. He was, you know, he, he did a lot of things to help the Celtics in that first half where they they kind of struggled a little bit. So it was a, a very important half for Al Horford. And then he turned around and was rewarded by not having to play a lot in, in the second half so he could get his rest. So that was that was good. Let me tell you about our friend Jason Manganello. If you haven't heard... Jason is the best real estate agent you're going to find. He's got over 15 years experience in the business. He's been part of the residential group, the top selling group in all of Massachusetts, William Ravis since 2009. And the good thing about Jason there, well, actually I shouldn't say the good thing because there are many good things. Jason, when it comes to buying and selling your home, he's going to walk you through the whole thing. And I have done it. I have bought a house. I've sold a house. It sucks. The entire process sucks. It's nowhere near as easy as you think it might be if you've never done it and you think, oh, how, how hard can it be? It is insanely difficult because it's not just going and taking a walk through and buying a house. It's going through all of the paperwork and knowing what things you need to have inspected and, and what to expect when, when the throughout the entire process forms and stuff like that you're going to sign so many forms it's going to drive you nuts but jason manganello is going to walk you through the whole thing and make the entire process easy either way buying or selling a house so it doesn't matter you could be buying a two million dollar home out in weston it could be a three hundred thousand dollar condo in brighton he's going to give you the same service either way on top of that and this is really the cool part with Jason. He donates 10% of his commission to a local nonprofit designated by the client. So you get to pick. And he's worked with a lot of different ones. So you get to pick where 10% of his commission goes to. And on top of that, he, as a big Celtics fan and listener of the podcast, will send you to a Celtics game if you buy or sell a house. And if you are a referral, if you have a friend that you know is going through the process, he'll send you to the game too. So you get a couple of tickets just for referring people. You can do a uh, free market analysis. And if you do that, he'll enter you to win Celtics as a bonus as well. So you don't even actually have to buy or sell the house to be entered 
to win Celtics tickets. So, it's all great. Jason's the guy to go to when you're buying or selling or thinking of buying or selling a house. Two easy ways to contact him. Call him, 617-877-5694. 617-877-5694. Or email LockedOnJason at gmail.com. LockedOnJason at gmail.com. And Jason Manganello is going to help you buy or sell a house with ease. A couple of other guys with big games today. Marcus Morris, 20 points off the bench, and unfortunately had to leave with a injury, with an injury to his hip after accidentally gotten, getting hit in the head on a dunk attempt by Michael Beasley. No foul was called. Something should have been called, but it knocked him off the rim, and he fell straight down on his hip, that left hip, I have no clue how bad that is going to be, but it didn't look good, and he was kind of helped off the court. Just uh, a little bit of an assist off the court, I guess. And it's not like he was carried or carted off, but still, he was helped off. He stayed down for a while, which is unfortunate because he was playing well. And when Marcus Morris is playing well, this, this team is radically different. This team all of a sudden has a big-time scorer off the bench, and that changes the entire dynamic of how substitutions are, are run and, and how often you, you need to put different guys in, put your starters back in. Marcus Morris, and I'm fully aware of what people are saying about Marcus Morris and how frustrating he can be. I get all of that. When he's doing some of these things and he's hitting the shots though that's you live with it and that's Marcus Morris there's going to be a stretch somewhere where he's bad he's doing the same things he's just not hitting and then there's these NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network the Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet. 
wherever you get your podcasts. Stretches where he just connects. He, he steps into threes. He's in rhythm. He's attacking and he's finishing. That stuff is, is fun. When he's just settling for fadeaways, that's not great. Mid-range Mook is not the best. But when he is attacking and when he is stepping into threes, that tends to be a much more productive Marcus Morris. And that's the guy that we saw tonight and that we've seen a little bit more of lately. And hopefully with hopefully this hip thing doesn't cost him time. Or if it does, we hope that's minimized because he's finally getting into his groove. And the one thing that we we I bring it up, and we have to remember that he missed the beginning of the season. He's missed time with a knee problem. And so he, he's finally, I think, maybe starting to get a little comfortable with things. And so I would hate for him to have to miss time after finally getting comfortable with these things. So also Jalen Brown, he shot 6 of 14. 14 points, three assists, four rebounds, and one gigantic monster dunk on Chris Stapp's Porzingis. If you haven't seen that, what are you doing? Why? How can you not have seen this by now? If you are listening to a podcast, you're certainly social media savvy enough to have seen or heard about this. Go search it out. It's on my timeline. It's on everybody's timeline. It was awesome. So... Jalen, I think, is picking it up. And interesting with the Jalen, Andre Drummond, all-star thing. I I mean, I don't think Jalen Brown is an all-star. But, you know, hey, good for him for thinking that he is. And any sort of online Twitter beef is always fun for most people. So a little bit of pettiness is fine. That's the NBA nowadays, the most petty league in America. But nice to see Jalen Brown stepping back up and and contributing nicely. Also nice to see Jason Tatum, 15 points on 7 of 15 shooting. 1 of 4 from 3, but still a, a nice game from Tatum to kind of shake off a lot of that, uh, I guess, rookie wall talk. And some contributions off the bench. Abdel Nader hit a couple of threes. That was nice. So, and yeah, and Daniel Tice had a nice little uh, contribution off the bench. So, nice, comfortable, easy win for the Celtics for once. Okay, big game is on Sunday. And we know where our passions lie. We're all New England fans. Philadelphia fans are out there. Maybe some of you are listening. Maybe some of you are Philadelphia fans and your Celtics fans. But we're all going to be watching on Sunday, and it wouldn't be the big game without some money riding on it. So you can cash in and bet the game at mybookie.ag. We've talked about them a little bit on our show, but if you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect weekend to get into the action because if you've got a hunch on who's going to win the coin toss or what color Gatorade the winning coach will be wearing, you can log on now and check out all the prop bets Get in on the action. And that's where the most fun is, really, if you're going to be throwing money down. Just throw a little bit here and there on on those prop bets, and you can just – 
if you've got if you got an extra 50 bucks lying around and you want to see if you can turn it into something more go ahead don't just watch the game lay some money down and be part of it you can join me and thousands of other online players start betting at mybookie.ag it is the industry leading online sports book players enjoy the fastest payouts in the business so you don't just have to wait forever if you win you get paid I only recommend a service that's been good to me and our listeners, so I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay, zero hassles, okay? Don't waste your time anybody anywhere else. They have live in-game betting, so you can bet even after kickoff. Join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house. Right now, my bookie giving away up to $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today, score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. So, if you join with 100, you'll actually have a $150 bankroll to play with. So, go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, to activate the offer, mybookie.ag, locked on NBA is the promo code to get an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. Play, win, get paid. All right, let's hit Twitter. You send us your hashtag questions, comments during every game with two hashtags Rain and Jays, Rain and Junk. I've got a junk drawer because Sam's not here. I will pick up the slack and give you junk. Might not be the same as Sam's junk. It may not be as satisfying. And I am taking this down a weird road. But I still got junk for you. But we're starting with the Rain and Jays. And I'll just start at the top. At h 2 oundo 8 uh, sounds like a hound with a 208 in there. Does that mean anything? Whatever. How does an incredible night like this for, from Tito impact Smart's impending contract slash free agency? I touched on this. I don't think it impacts it much because I don't want to suggest that one night of big production will heavily influence the coaching staff or the front office. They've been watching him since the beginning. They know what he is capable of. They know what his style is, what his tendencies are, his strengths, his weaknesses. They know everything about him. They know more about him than we ever do. So they're not going to be influenced by one game. Yeah, it was a triple-double, but there are extenuating circumstances with that triple-double. You know, it was the Knicks. It was, you know, a great performance, but still, they know who he is. So, if they felt that Terry Rozier was not capable of handling the load before, I don't think one game is going to make him say, oh, never mind. It may, it's another piece of evidence, but it's not anything that's going to say, sway them if there's a tie this could be the tiebreaker but I don't think they'll let Marcus Smart walk 
just based on a game. They know more about Terry Rozier to let one single game influence them. Uh, and, well, you know, Marcus Smart's impending free agency is super interesting. Uh, I don't know what he's going to make, and the maturity issues certainly play a big role in that. His price might come down enough where they could keep him and just say, you know, hopefully work with him, and then that could mean Rozier becomes the next next year's trade bait. I have no idea, but I, I, I don't think that this big game has a giant influence moving forward. Mauricio Green, at Mauricio Green BR, did you like the big lineup? Can it solve problems with big teams? Um, I don't want to focus necessarily on just the size. The, the big lineup was certainly uh, quite an experiment, but it worked because of the Knicks personnel as much as it worked because of the Celtics personnel. And I don't want to apply results against the Knicks to other NBA teams, especially good NBA teams that have size. Like, I don't think this is suddenly an answer to how do the Celtics handle Blake Griffin in Detroit now if he plays with Andre Drummond. It may provide a sliver of evidence or point them in a, a certain direction, but I don't think this is any sort of solution. Um, at Drusef54, will the Celtics consider Monroe after his buyout? Let's dive into that right now. There is a report that, and it's on ESPN, Adrian Morjanowski reports that Greg Monroe is being bought out by the Suns. And the Celtics are among the teams that are considering Monroe. And I'm not, it's not a surprise. This is exactly what we were talking about when we got awarded the disabled player exception. I always have said, the Celtics will probably wait to play the buyout market and see if they can outbid teams. And there is a path for Monroe to get to Boston. Uh, I think this path was suggested online by Ryan Bernardoni, our friend from Celtics Hub and occasional guest on the show. There is a way for the Celtics to, if they are able to outbid somebody and use that disabled player exception, you bring him in, and then you trade maybe Aaron Baines as an expiring contract to Memphis. You throw on a pick, and maybe that's enough to get a trade done for Tyreek Evans. Don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. It's nothing guaranteed just because you do one thing or are interested in doing one thing doesn't mean it'll happen. But there's a path. There's a scenario there where they basically turn Aaron Baines into Greg Monroe and Tyreek Evans comes along and it costs the Celtics a pick. I've said on this show before I am anti-sending a pick for a rental and Make no mistake, I'm pretty sure Tyreek Evans 
would be a rental. However, depending on what the pick is, it could soften a little bit. Especially if they're willing to take the Clippers pick because that Clippers pick is protected in 19 and 20. The 2019 and 20 drafts is protected for the top 14. And then if that doesn't convey in 2022, it becomes a single second round pick. And depending on what the thought is on what the Clippers do, if they are bad enough where that is probably going to convey, then that, or probably not going to convey, I should say, and those picks are probably going to fall in the top 14, it may be worth just giving up on that thing. But the problem is, if the Celtics read it that way, then the rest of the league is going to read it that way. And those pick that pick becomes worthless because it's going to be the Clippers' pick anyway. So you can't even trade it back to them because it'll be theirs anyway. And basically, you're trading a second rounder. Now, Memphis could say it's probably or possibly going to be a mid-round pick. And of all the picks, depending on what the offers are, it could potentially be the best of the number one picks that they get. That's, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but that's a possibility. We'll have to see. I, I'm not 100% sold on giving up Baines. I would hate to see him go because defensively he's still pretty good and he's better than Monroe defensively. But Monroe is better offensively, and there's a trade-off there. Are they willing to take that? He, he, he could be okay, and maybe within the Celtics system and maybe alongside Al Horford, he can become a better defender. And maybe, maybe that could be a thing that Brad Stevens unlocks because he always unlocks something in a bunch of different players, and that level of defense could be something that Brad Stevens finds in Monroe. So if they feel that he is capable of filling that role, then yeah, I can see it. I can see a possibility there. So it may may not be the hard hardest of sells, but he's definitely on the Celtics radar. And it's it's also not a guarantee because I did see it suggested that the Pelicans might be interested in bringing him in. And if the Pelicans are interested in bringing him in, then they give him an opportunity to possibly start. And if he starts there, then that changes the, you know, it could just change what he's thinking as far as his future. And and it, could, it just could be a, a compelling place to play. And, and maybe he wants to play more because he wants to play, uh, you know, he wants to play for a contract and future salary rather than just being another guy that kind of gets lost on the bench and plays spot minutes. So we'll see. You know, he's also he's also from New Orleans. So playing at home could be something that's appealing to him as well. You know, if he's going to if he's going to be a guy that kind of is middling along why not middle along at home? Go back home, and so I, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on either the pursuit or the acquisition 
But either could happen, and it would not be that surprising. Shout out to at Thugjitsu Soup. <laughs> Jalen Brown out there murdering dudes for their lunch money. Think he's feeling that drum and shade? Uh, sent immediately after that Porzingis thunk, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I love Jalen's confidence for thinking that he's one of the all-stars. And, look, a couple more injuries and who knows. But uh, when you perform the way he's performed against Golden State, it's no surprise that they think he's an all-star. But that was fun. Uh, lots of tweets about Terry Rozier, of course. Uh, at amat89 tito getting them tito points see this is why i wish we had jam i know there are people on here at balling opinions so excited for the rain and jays podcast about this tito spotlight people want to talk about tito with the man who created the tito nickname sam jam packard i i just wish you know i wish i could deliver some of the things that he delivers but i can't get inside jam's head it's it's he's in his own head and i can't deliver the same content that he does so we'll get his takes don't worry we'll get his takes at some point here on tito's uh triple double there's no doubt on that all right let's get to some of the rain and junk questions because there were some junk things there were some junk things Oliver Matthews, if we can't get Geno time, can we get the J. King dancing video instead? Oh, yeah, that's on my timeline now. That's been tweeted out. At Josh Bottoms, the oh, I'm sorry, at Carbonite Kid, his name is Josh Bottoms on Twitter. Crazy theory, Kyrie injury is, a, is bogus, orchestrated by Ainge to pump up Tito's trade value before the trade deadline. Uh <laughs> I love what the trade deadline does. The trade deadline is the equivalent of a red light going on on a camera and people behind the reporter just waving behind the reporter and just yelling and screaming. Normally, well-adjusted people will wave and yell behind the screen, behind the reporter, like, hey, Ma, hi, hello, hey. Trade deadline gets closer and people are like, oh, we're, we're, we're showcasing, we're showcasing. A single game is not a showcase, but uh, yeah, I'll, let's buy into that theory that Kyrie sat out so they could showcase or crazier theory. They're sitting Kyrie out so they can trade him. That's that's dumb. That's a dumb theory. They're not doing that. But since we all love trade rumors and trade speculation and all that stuff. Yeah, everything's a showcase. <laughs> so look. Let's just enjoy, like, at Gates underscore Ben. First triple-double, long-live Tito three sticks. I want to say, as part of the junk, I can't believe how seriously so many people take nicknames. We're just having some fun out here, man. We're just having some fun. Relax. The more people say, don't call him Tito, the more we're going to call him Tito. So, that's it. Let it go. Scropeberg at Scropeberg. Shemi Ojale being the first responder to Morris changes the whole dynamic of who you'd pick in a in that locker room brawl. Uh, I don't. It, it might. It might. I'd still. I think Morris is a good choice. 
I forget what my choices were, but, hey, I'll take any of those guys. Well, not any. But any of the combat muscle crew, like those guys. At Sandesh Dillon, the what was your first job clip the Celtics played should be nominated for an Oscar comedy short. I didn't see the whole thing, but I did see that Aaron Baines was picking mangoes. That was his first job. So Aaron Baines, the mango picker, is just a hilarious scene of young Aussie New Zealand Aaron Baines walking around just being super tall, and they're like, hey, go pick those mangoes. I'm so sorry about that. A couple of other observations. John Malkovich at the game, which is an opportunity to give Jay King the Teddy KGB imitation. Pay that man his money. That's a favorite. That's a podcast favorite. That was probably terrible. Uh, And Marcus Morris running out of bounds. Taking a look at Wick's ring, like shaking Wick Grosbeck's hand, taking a look at his ring and saying, that's nice. And then Wick saying, well, let's get one. That's pretty funny. All right. That's it. That's it for me. Solo podcast here covering for our guys because they covered for me out west. Nice long road trip. Great job by Sam and Jay, both together on the road trip out west. How clutch was that? Bunch of good shows from them, and usually it's me and Sam on the post-game podcast, but just me tonight. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe if you're not a subscriber. If you are, please rate the podcast five stars. Leave a rating. Let people know that we're here for you Monday through Friday, one way or another. We will try to get you five shows a week, and we'll talk about all of these topics, and if we miss something, Hit us up on Twitter. I'm RedsArmy underscore John. Sam is at Jam Packard. Jay is at by Jay King. The show is at Rainin underscore Jays. Find us on Twitter. If there's something we missed, if there's something we didn't cover, if there's a question or comment, you could always use the Rainin Jays hashtag and get us the question that way. Thank you to Jason Manganello for sponsoring our t- our show tonight remember you can go buy and sell your house with jason manganello he donates 10 percent of his commission to charity and if you do business with him buying or selling a house or referring a friend to go buy or sell a house you go to a celtics game on him you can contact him at 617-877-5694 or locked on jason at gmail.com Also, thank you to our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. It's Super Bowl weekend. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm going to be looking maybe to lay a little bit of money down at MyBookie.ag. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, you'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit at mybookie.ag with the promo code locked on NBA. You play, you win, get paid on mybookie.ag. All sorts of Super Bowl prop bets. Even after the kickoff, you can log on and make your bets that way. 
Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.